It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Smart speaker, smart TV. Talk first, talk fast. Talk radio. Good evening, I'm Piers Morgan, uncensored tonight, the sensational President Trump interview that's still rocking the world, part two, and angry meat star vegans are losing their minds again, I blame hunger, over tasteless plant-based chicken wings with fake bones. But first, every night, I'll start off with my brain dump take on what's happening in the world. Today, given all the attention it's been receiving, it's a special one-off Trump dump. My dramatic encounter with President Donald J. Trump has already become the most talked about interview of the year, inspiring a satisfying avalanche of praise, criticism, humour and utter horror. Now, for anyone who's been living under a rock, here are the halftime highlights. Putin uses the N-word. I call it the N-word. He uses the N-word, the nuclear word, Mm. all the time. I threatened him like he has never been threatened before, and he would have never, ever in a million years gone in. Do you agree with my assessment that Vladimir Putin is now an evil, genocidal monster? Yeah, but I also... You do? When I look at... I do, sure. Who wouldn't? What's happening is horrible. I believe it was a free and fair election and that you lost. You don't that, really believe that's that. That's my belief. All right. Well, then you're How, a fool. However... Then you're a fool. Maybe I am a fool. You're but, a fool and you haven't studied it. OK, I have studied it. So are you going to run again? I love our country. Our country is going to hell. I think a lot of people are going to be very happy. So you're going to run? I'm not going to say that, but I think people are going to be happy. Well, tonight, President Trump turns up the heat again, uh, this time on the Duke and Duchess of Netflix. I'm not a fan of Meghan. Harry is being led around by his nose, Mm -hmm. and I think he's an embarrassment. And he talks about the future of the royal family. I like Charles. It's going to be tricky. Mm. He's going to have to be... Yeah, it is. You know, it's going to be tricky because they are truly replacing... You talk about a legend. Camilla? She was on my right. The Queen was on my left. And I said, Queen, I really have to talk to Camilla for a little while, too. (laughs) On censorship and Twitter... They're sick. They're mentally ill. I really believe that. They're sick people. And our country is going to hell. And even me, 
I thought you overreacted, by the way. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I so mean, the guy, the guy was a stiff. Now, when I called Piers Morgan Uncensored a global show, well, I meant it. My interviews made headlines around the world in newspapers, online and television, from Australia to Canada to India. We're even dominating America's biggest late-night comedy shows. A tease for Trump's tell-all interview with Piers Morgan has revealed that the former US president is not a fan of the Duke and Duchess oh, of Sussex. What Piers said of that? Donald Trump is going after Prince Harry in the latest clip to emerge from his highly publicized interview with Piers Morgan. Ukraine jung par America ke poor Rashtrapati Donald Trump ka bayan samne aaya. And speaking of the former president, it seems everyone has an opinion about Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan, including him. A feisty exchange between Trump and a gentleman he thought would be completely on his side. And in many ways, it was a revealing interview as well. Frank Sinatra said the best revenge is massive success. Isn't your best revenge, rather than yeah. talking constantly about the last I election, don't talk constantly, but you brought it up. You, did, you, did. you brought it up. Excuse me. You brought it up. I don't talk about it very much. We have a good show for tonight. You know, um... <laughs> One scene, never unseen. And that's what I call an unlawfully and deceptively edited clip, Mr. President. Trump's director of communications, a gentleman called Taylor Budowich, leaked a poor-quality audio recording to try to discredit my interview as some kind of stitch-up and said it was a pathetic attempt to revive the career of a failed TV host. Well, judging by our stunning ratings last night in the UK alone, we got more viewers than all of our three new show rivals combined and the astonishing global reaction. I wouldn't say it was pathetic, nor would I categorise it as failure. But ironically... Those words could be used to describe Mr. Butterwich, who, as you will see later in the show, might just be the world's worst communications director ever, proving himself woefully and hilariously incapable of even stopping an interview. What do you think of... We were an hour in. Yeah, sorry, I'm just wrapping up. And it's the good. last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One last question. That's, last that's question. it. No, yeah, yeah. You know, last question four times. No, no, I, I realise it. There's been a veritable orgy of speculation about whether Trump actually stormed out of the interview. Well, tonight I'm going to settle all this once and for all. I'm going to play the whole thing completely uncensored. Last night's show made television history, broadcast in four countries, debated around the world. And today I've been showered with equal dollops of praise and criticism. The Daily Telegraph said Slick Morgan's in the driving seat of a purring Rolls Royce. I'd have preferred Aston Martin, but I'll take it. The Times of London, Morgan holds his own in a bold start, and Britain's biggest-selling popular newspaper, The Sun, says Morgan shines on a night of TV history. Piers was in his element, speaking his mind, pushing back against censorship. Well, I started last night's show by promising to do exactly that, and I will. I also promise to annoy all the right people, and we're off to a flying start with that as well. The woke Bible, The Guardian newspaper which now sells a quarter as many copies of its increasingly irrelevant rag as we had viewers in the UK last night, gave me two stars for the egotist-in-chief, as they put it, which was bitterly disappointing. I need to get that down to one star ASAP. They also called me an awful Jeremy Clarkson tribute act, referencing the host of Amazon's A Grand Tour. But I take that as a huge compliment, given I'm a long-term admirer of Clarkson, when he's not punching me in the head. We share a razor-sharp wit and similar rakish good looks. And the independence-enraged columnist Holly Baxter called me predictable, toe-curling and mind-numbingly boring. 
Unfortunately, her bosses didn't seem to get the boring memo. Pumping out, so far, 20 different stories about me and Donald Trump from the interview on their website. So the really toe-curling thing, Holly, is how greedily you lot have been milking the Morgan clickbait udder. One of the things I discussed with President Trump tonight is his ban from Twitter, which seems so absurd given that Vladimir Putin is still allowed an account. But his saviour may soon come in the form of Twitter's new owner, billionaire maverick Elon Musk, who has vowed to make the social media platform the home of free speech again. He tweeted that free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy. Musk is opinionated, he's brash, he loves attention, he gets himself into hot water with some pretty erratic tweeting, and he's a ferocious defender of free speech. And he thinks wokeism is a mind virus and the greatest threat to modern civilization. Little wonder, then, that I rather like the guy. I applaud his $44 billion purchase of Twitter, not least because I own some shares in the company myself. It's a great day for free speech and a very bad day for snowflake woke celebrities who are so petrified by free speech online that some of them are even quitting Twitter because of Musk. Thank you, Elon. You're already working your magic already. Meanwhile, disgraced comedian uh, Kathy Griffin has hysterically invoked my name to brand Musk a media-thirsty white supremacist. She uses the word vindictive about Musk. This is the same Kathy Griffin who gleefully posed for disgusting photographs with a mocked-up model of Donald Trump's severed head. I don't think Mr Musk needs to concern himself with her lectures on decency. Now, the reaction to Musk buying Twitter has perfectly exposed the stinking woke hypocrisy around free speech. Only one side of the, de of the debate is deemed acceptable to them. Free speech is fine as long as it's their free speech. You're not welcome if you dare to test the liberal woke orthodoxy. It's a completely ridiculous, politically motivated form of censorship. And hopefully we'll now see a more open-minded and tolerant approach to free speech on Twitter. Never again must we see a situation where a paper like the New York Post is banned for running a true, legitimate, bombshell political story just before an election, simply because it doesn't suit the political leanings of the people who run social and mainstream media. And I suspect Elon Musk might even uncancel some people, just as I intend to do on my show. Will those include Donald Trump? Does he even want to go back to Twitter? A lot to work on with Elon Musk and his new purchase. Now, politicians used to fear being asked questions about their love lives or the price of milk. But today, the million-dollar question is about identifying half of their electorate. What is a woman? Simple question, right? But here's British opposition leader Sir Keir Starmer tying himself in knots about it. So a woman can have a penis? <laughs> Nick, I'm not... I don't think we can conduct this debate with... You know, sorry, have I, I, I get offended this, like, you in some No, 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 it's just, uh, no, 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 I just. And Supreme Court Justice Katanji Jackson. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Not a biologist. Have you ever heard anything like this? I'm not a mathematician, but I know two times two equals four. My view about all this is you can imagine any gender in the universe. Identify as you damn well please if it makes you feel better. But biological sex is a matter of scientific fact. A woman 
is an adult female person. End. But is that what the former president said when I asked him the question? You'll find out tonight, uncensored. Trump and I didn't always see eye to eye on everything in our interview, but one thing we did agree about was the royal family. The former president didn't hold back, calling Harry whipped, lavishing praise on the Queen, and giving his thoughts on the future of the monarchy and the Prince Andrew scandal. But first, I started by asking him about that historic state visit. You know, I met the Queen. Yeah. It was supposed to be for 20 minutes. I saw you just after you saw her. Right. It was supposed to be mm. just a quick meeting... And it was beautiful, the pomp and ceremony. Nobody does it like the English. I don't know what it is, but nobody does it like We have it. a certain, you know, But style. I met her, and it turned out to be more than an hour, substantially, because she liked me and I liked her. Mm. And she's let it be known she liked me, and I let it be known... I've had her. other members of the royal family tell me they enjoyed your company. We had a great time, and then they honoured the United States, but they honoured me that night, which is really the honour of the country. And it was at the top level, and I sat next to her. We talked the whole night... Mm. And somebody said, we've never seen her smile so much. We had a great time. Mm. She was laughing and smiling. They said, they've never seen her have such a good time at a state dinner. You know, normally they're a little boring. Okay, this wasn't boring. So I have a lot of respect for the queen. She's incredible. She loves her country. I think she's incredible. Look at her. She's been queen for, what, 70 years or something, and she's never made a mistake. Even when the guy broke into her room, mm. sits him down, talks to him, quietly does what... Everything she's done... Now, some of the kids, it's, you know, they make a little mistake every once in a while, sometimes a big one. What did you make of this the, Prince, woman, the Prince Andrew scandal? Well, it was a terrible thing. It was a, you know, terrible thing. I think terrible for a lot of people. But, but the Queen, I don't know, has she ever even made a mistake? She's an incredible woman. Good I'm job. not a fan of Meghan. Yeah. I'm not a fan. And I wasn't right from the beginning. What did you make and of I what think she Harry, and Harry said to I think to poor you. Harry is being led around by his nose... Mm. And I think he's an embarrassment. You know, my, here's my issue with it. I think that they've quit the country. They've quit royal yeah. duty. They're living in luxury in California. Yeah. They want to use their royal titles to exploit them for massive financial gain without any of the duty that comes with the royal titles. I don't think you can have your royal cake and eat it. That's my argument about it. So I want to know what's going to happen when Harry decides he's had enough of being bossed around or maybe when she decides that she likes some other guy better. I want to know what's going to happen when it ends, okay? You think it's going to end? I do. I've been a very good predictor, as you know. I've predicted almost <laughs> everything. It'll end, and it'll end bad. And I wonder if Harry's going to go back on his hands and knees back into uh, the beautiful city of London and say, please... You know, I, I think Harry has been led down a path. I found it when I heard he wasn't going to Prince Philip's memorial Terrible. Service, Terrible. I found that... I couldn't believe that. Yeah, Darren, that Darren. he would not go to that. He was at the Super Bowl. He was at a Texas rodeo, but he couldn't find time no. to get on a plane. I to think that was, that was a terrible thing. Many terrible things. That might have been, as you mentioned it, that might have been the worst of all. Because he was, you know, like her, he was a tough cookie too. Mm. I remember years ago, uh, Prince Philip came to New York and we were in the Plaza Hotel and there were many people wanting to meet him. And... We were all taking a picture with him, many people, and the photographers said, I'll never forget this. He was tough. Mm. The photographer said, please move back. There were like 30 of us. And he said, no, you move back. And that was simple. I said, that's pretty good. You know, this guy's tough. Mm. But I'll never forget that. I don't mean that in a derogatory. I mean it he in was a direct. good way. Yeah. Instead of having this whole group of people moving back, plenty of room, the photographer 
And he immediately moved back. I said, wow. I mean, the Queen had to be pretty tough because I think she was, I he mean, was tough. When he died, I think it was a devastating moment for the Queen. I think they had a great relationship, but he was a strong guy. I never forget, a little moment, right? Mm. He just said, no, you move back. Mm. And he didn't say it in a nice way because the photographer was pushing everybody around a little bit foolishly. But um, I thought it was terrible when he didn't go to the funeral of mm. Prince Philip. Yeah, I think, I think the Harry situation has, is going to unfold in a much different way. Let's if see. You, if you were the Queen, him. is it at the stage now, would you remove their royal title? I would. I'd take, I, the only thing I disagree with the Queen on, probably one of the only things ever, is that I think she should have said, if that's your choice, fine. But you no longer have titles, you no longer... And frankly, mm. don't come around. Mm. You just... Because her loyalty is to the country. She's said that many times. Mm. Her loyalty is to the country. And I think that he has been so disrespectful to the country, mm. and it's a great country. I own a lot of things there. I own a place called Turnberry. You do? And in Aberdeen, I own. And, I mean, we have... Aberdeen is beautiful. Mm. The oil capital of Europe... And I own things there, and I love that country. It's, it's incredible. It's Scotland, I love. I love Turnberry. I love what I did there. I built things there. It's a great and golf course. I, and I respect great, one of the best in the world. And I, I will tell you, um, she, is, she is more passionate about her role and, and the country. It's going to be very interesting. Someday, she won't be there. Right. It'll be very interesting what happens. And I know Charles pretty well. And I think Charles, And Camilla, I think you sat with her. I do. And, and I'll tell you what, uh, she was on my right, the Queen was on my left, and I said, Queen, I really have to talk to Camilla for a little while, too. You know, we, we, no, we, we couldn't break apart. And I talked to Camilla, and Camilla was so nice. You know, different than I thought. Mm. She was funny, she was smart, quick. I really like her. She was yeah. great. I like her, too. And uh, I like Charles. I mean, he's do serious. Do you think they'll make a good king and queen when that time comes? I hope so. I think it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tricky. Mm. He's going to have to be... Yeah, it is. You know, it's going to be tricky because they are truly replacing... You're talking about a legend. Oh. I mean, this woman, she's got to have the all-time record of is she any the greatest... Country. I mean, in your lifetime, is she the greatest of all the leaders of any kind? Well, so my mother was born in Scotland. Yeah. And I remember as a little boy... Anything where the Queen was on, anything at all where... And it was the pomp and ceremony, mm -hmm. but my mother had tremendous love and respect for the young Queen mm -hmm. at that time. The well, you would queen. have been a kid when she got coronated, right? I In was, the mid -50s. yeah, but, but my mother wouldn't leave the screen. Amazing. And she'd go back to Scotland almost every year. You know, she loved Scotland, she loved... But she loved the Queen. And so does everybody. Mm -hmm. And for this person to come along and criticize the queen is just, uh, you just can't do that. So it'll be interesting to see how it all works out. Harry is whipped. Do you mm. know the expression whipped? I'm familiar with the phrase. I won't use the full expression. <laughs> but Harry is whipped like no person I think I've ever seen. <laughs> the most whipped man in the world. Is, I don't know, that's going to be a big one, but he is, he is a whipped man, yeah. On says the next, Trump's answer to a simple question. What is a woman? And I'll show you how our interview really ends. Turn the camera off. Thank you, sir.
Radio. Accept no substitutes. Access all arguments. Shut up and listen. We're on your side. The home of common sense. Talk Radio! Well, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says that in his view, biological men shouldn't be allowed to compete in female sporting events. I agree. And I don't actually think it's a controversial statement. But what does Donald Trump make of athletes like Leah Thomas, the swimmer who was mediocre performer as a man, but is now demolishing her rivals and destroying women's records, and in my view, making a mockery of sporting fairness, seemingly with the full backing of the woke brigade? Right now, and how much do you think, the, how much do you think the, the cancel culture woke debate is now beginning to really damage... The Democrats. And I'll give you the example that's been raging recently, this whole issue of transgender athletes in sport, for example, in yeah. women's sport. Yeah. Leah Thomas, the sure. swimmer. I think it's grotesquely unfair. It is. You know, you can support trans rights to equality and fairness, but also understand that what's going on in sport is inherently unfair and unjust and unequal. Is, is that your position? People see it and they won't put up with it. They had a weightlifter where the record was for 11 or 12 years... And they'd put a half an ounce on each side, and the woman would lift a, a guy comes along and breaks the record by numbers that you wouldn't... Boris Johnson agree. came out uh, recently and said he would ban biological males, people born with biological okay. male bodies who transition, he would ban them from then competing in women's sport. Good. Do you agree with that? I do, I do. I agreed with it long before anybody else. Mm. I think it's ridiculous, and it's... Uh, Sad. And it's bad for the Democrats because they're not going to do that. One of the big questions being put to lots of politicians right now is, what is a woman? I'm not, I'm not going to respond to the question, but a woman is a woman is somebody that swims at a certain time and doesn't get beaten by 38 seconds by somebody that wasn't even a good swimmer as a male. There's been much speculation about whether Donald Trump stomped off out of our interview. I plan to resolve that tonight and show you exactly what happened. But before all this, do you remember the most talked about TV walkout before? Because that involved me. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Oh, Sorry. Do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe, not my No, 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 no. See you later. I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. It certainly was, by him. But shortly after that, I lost my job for having an opinion, and President Trump, it turned out, watched it all go down. Let's talk about censorship. My show is called Piers Morgan Uncensored. OK. You like the title? I like it, yeah, very much. I know you very well. You've loved me a long for time. For you, it's a good title. I, I don't think you can avoid it. No. So it's an accurate title. I don't <laughs> think if they told you to uh, behave yourself, you can't. So exactly. it's probably a very accurate title. I chose the title because I lost my last job. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Uh, the Good Morning Britain show. I thought you overreacted, by the way. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I so mean, the guy, the guy was a stiff. Oh, no, it wasn't about him. He didn't it have to do it. No, it wasn't it was. actually about the walkout. So here's you what You made it about him. He, well, got, he got, probably got a you, nice you made, You're right about that. But here's, here's what happened. So I watched the Oprah Winfrey interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. And I'm angry watching it. I think and you were right to be. I thought the attacks on the royal family were disgraceful. I agree. And unsubstantiated. I'm yep. calling them a bunch of... By the way, from... I agree with you. Right. I'm a big fan of the Queen. You so, know here's what, so let me ask you what you would have done then. So then it turns out Meghan Markle writes to my boss at ITV and basically demands my head on a plate. Yeah. And the next day I'm told I've either got to apologise 
for disbelieving her, or I, or I had to lose my job. Now, what would you have done? I would have left, but I wouldn't have attacked the weatherman. You know, <laughs> he wasn't worth it. Well, I didn't attack him. I left the room. Well, you did. No, you attacked him. Uh, he attacked you, and then I would yeah. have handled it differently, but that's okay, you know? But would you have apologized? Have for, would you have apologized? I've known you a long time. Would you have apologized? Well, I thought you were right about mm. the thing. I just didn't like the way you handled it. Is that okay? I think you're not wrong about it. I shouldn't have walked off. I don't know if you're going to leave this on your interview, but... We're going to leave it on the interview. Okay, good. It's, it's cool. I mean, I don't want to insult you. The show is called Piers Morgan Uncensored. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to have your opinion. But part of what happened to me was this issue of censorship and free speech. You've had uh, a taste of this by being removed from Twitter, which was a great platform for you. You were very popular on it, and you were very entertaining on it, depending on your viewpoint. Yeah. I liked you on it, I miss you on it. It used to cheer up a boring day. And Twitter is now boring. Well, do, you miss, do you miss being on Twitter? So, I'm doing my own platform. I think it's going to be very big. I think it's going to be very successful. We'll see. But we need a voice. The good news is I have a voice because I do interviews with you and right. other people, some friends and some not friends of yourself, mm -hmm. some you know very well, yeah. right? And some you respect a lot and some you don't. Yeah. But I'm able to get my voice out... But Twitter, uh, what they're doing is really horrible. If you, well, there are two if things they did, which I think are really contentious. One, they've continued to ban you from, from the yep. platform. But they allow Vladimir Putin to have a Twitter account. Yeah. They allow the supreme leader of Iran to have a Twitter account. They allow a number of Taliban leaders yeah. to have a Twitter account. I don't see how they can square off allowing those people to have their platform. You know why? But not a former president of the United States. Do you know why? Because they're sick. They're mentally ill. I really believe that. They're sick people. And our country is going to hell. Right now, our country is going to hell. We have people, we have an invasion at the southern border and beyond, but we have an invasion coming in. This, this is bigger than any army is coming in. And it's not 2 million people. I believe it's 10 or 12 million people a year. At the end of Biden's term, I think you'll have 30 to 40 to 50 million people will have come into our country. Many of these people are not people that would ever qualify for any country. Many are people released from prisons from other countries. You know, last week, last week we had 129 countries representative. It's no longer Honduras and Guatemala and Mexico and, you know, the area. It's now it's, they think like, oh, they're coming in from El Salvador. It's now the whole world is being dumped into the United States. We're like a garbage dump. And this is allowed to go on. And the media doesn't want to talk about it. If you turn on to uh, NBC fake news or CBS fake news, any of them, CNN, which is, you know, totally fake, if you turn on to... They don't even talk about the border. They rarely talk about the border. Such an important thing, and they rarely talk. Our country is being invaded, and we do nothing about it. I believe, and we'll finish up with this, but... I believe our country has never been at a lower point. We had the strongest border in the world. We had the strongest border we've ever had. And now we have the weakest border. We had the best economy, and now we have inflation that's destroying. You know, inflation, if you're like in real estate, like I am and was, mm -hmm. if you're in real estate, inflation is a wonderful thing until everything explodes. So here's now, how could I not talk about exactly how our incredible interview finally ended? After all, it's made global headlines because apparently the promo was rigged. 
Donald Trump himself issued two statements branding it fake news. Well, here's what really happened. It is true that I had a lot longer with him than I'd been promised, nearly three times as long, in fact. But whenever I've interviewed Trump in the past, you buy as much time as you can, and he stays as long as he wants. That's how the system works. The real problem, it seemed to me, was that he was already simmering with anger about the confrontation over the alleged stolen election, where I didn't agree with him, but also that his, his aide was incredibly irritating and incompetent as he tried to stop the interview. What do you think of... We were an hour in. Yeah, sorry, I'm just wrapping up. And this is the last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One last question. That's that's it. No, yeah, yeah. Last question four times. No, no, I I realise that. He just didn't know how to do it, so I just carried on. Uh, There's been so much frenzy speculation and hyperbole about all that, but the truth is Trump clearly left very irritated. Uh, partly, I think, about our confrontation, partly about the fact he'd been sent this secret dossier of stuff I'd written about him before, but I think mainly because of his incredibly incompetent director of communications, or should I say current director of communications. This is the same Taylor who tweeted this about me. Hmm, pathetic failure. I'm not so sure you should be issuing those kind of statements, Taylor, given your own pathetic and failed attempt to stop this interview from ending. All I know is because of your ineptitude, your boss, President Trump, wasn't very happy. And I would say that's more of a problem for your employment status than it is for me and my show. But in the interest of full transparency, because, to be honest with you, it's quite fun to watch what goes on behind the scenes. We'd normally have cut this out, but I'm going to show it all in real time. Because right in the middle of all this, uh, we start talking about Donald Trump's hole-in-one at golf. Uh, which is a bit nuts, but that's the way these things sometimes go down. It started with a little tangle about COVID. It moves into golf, and in the middle of it, all hell breaks loose. Take a watch. Are you glad that the vaccine programme worked? I I know that you... I was surprised, I'll be honest, but I was pleasantly surprised that you came out and said that you'd not only been fully vaccinated, but you thought other people should be too. Yeah, well, we saved tens of millions of lives. Maybe this would have been the Spanish flu of 1917 had we not come up. And I got it done in nine months as opposed to they were projecting from five to 12 years. I got it done in nine months, so I'm very proud of it. You were great. I'm against mandates, right? strongly against mandates, but I'm very proud of what we did. I saved worldwide tens of millions of lives. One last question. Do you accept that early on in the pandemic that you didn't take it seriously enough or no. you were being told how serious it was? No, I don't accept. I don't accept. sharing that with the American people. I'm a cheerleader for this country. I want to be positive for this country. I take everything seriously and I took that very seriously. But I'm a cheerleader for the country and our country came out of it better than anybody else. We've done a great job. My final question, President Trump. It's been good to catch up with you after this uh, lengthy time. I haven't mentioned... That's question. it. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I realise that. I realise I'm not like... Very dishonest. I just haven't asked you You're about... You're very dishonest. This, no, was, no. this was a 20-minute interview. Oh, sorry. Listen, this was a 20-minute interview. interview. Uh, don't you think? Uh, I think it's fine. It's fine. It's, uh, I haven't asked about... It's fantastic I, in your opinion. I wanted to end with the hole-in-one. I just haven't asked about the hole-in-one. Do you want to... Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. You recently got a hole-in-one playing golf with Ernie Els, one of the great right. golfers of the world. What he was that is. like for you? Well, it was great. He's a great guy, great player, one of the most beautiful swings, they say, in the history of golf, and very powerful. And I made it with him and actually uh, three other tour pros, and it was quite a thrill. Talk me through the, the shot. 
Well, I hit the ball. It was hit well. It felt good. The wind was blowing hard into my face. It was a five iron that went 181 yards, and it went clank right into the hole. It landed on the green in one bounce, and it went clank. And Ernie, who's a low-key guy, one of the reasons he's acceptable, the big easy, right? But Ernie and the other pros started jumping up and down in the air. And I said, why are you guys so excited? He says, because we don't see hollow ones. They make, I guess, one every three tournaments, and then you have to be in the group. So it's have rare. Have you had one before? I've had seven. This was a seven. Seven hole yeah, in one? seven. This was my seventh, which isn't that high a number, believe it or not. If somebody plays golf, I hear the record is 49. Okay, people Did you have... buy a round of drinks in the bar afterwards? I don't know, but I would certainly have been happy to. Well, you don't great. drink. I don't drink, no. It is traditional. You buy around. That is true. That is true. Did you do that? Probably happened. I didn't (laughs) check, but probably happened because I own the club. I'm sure it happened. Congratulations on the Hollywood. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for a great interview. Thank you very much. Appreciate Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Let's go. That was a great interview. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Turn the camera off. So there you have it, in full. Call it whatever you like, Mr. President. I wouldn't have called our promo a rigged promo. You did leave pretty angry. It certainly wasn't a happy ending. And, frankly, I'm a bit disappointed about that because I did think it was a brilliant interview. We agreed on a number of issues. We disagreed vehemently about others. But you were extremely entertaining, very direct in some of the things you were saying. It's made headlines around the world. And I just hope that now you've seen the whole thing in totality. We can put our little spat behind us. You can park your two statements, perhaps, to a little corner of your office and maybe even see it in your heart to pick up the phone and we can have a virtual cup of tea. You in Palm Beach, me in London. Milk, no sugar. And Yorkshire gold, always the best tea. Well, Uncensored next. Could Donald Trump make a Twitter comeback now Elon Musk is taking over? I'll give you my thoughts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Solid State Human Debate on a digital platform. Radio that stands to reason. Talk Radio. Talk Radio. I say, and I want to hear from you, the viewers around the world, uh, with a new segment that's called DMPM. Give me your burning questions you want answering, and I will guarantee you an uncensored response. Let's start with a question from former White House Press Secretary Anthony Scaramucci. So, Pierce, congratulations on an amazing start. I guess my question for you is, when Trump is lying so blatantly... How is it possible for any of us to sit there and take it? And what do you recommend that we do when we see politicians and public service lying like that? Congratulations on the show. Well, thank you, Anthony, for your compliments. I think the direct answer is you've got to directly challenge him, as I did Donald Trump, about his claim that the election was stolen from him in 2020. I don't think it was. And I think that's what journalists should be doing, constantly challenging all politicians around the world about claims that they believe to be untrue. All right, second, let's go to Tel Aviv in Israel to illusionist Uri Geller, who had this question for me. Did you really walk off your show, Piers? Because telepathically... I connect with him, and he says, no, he didn't. And if he did, this was the best PR for your show. Come on! It was the best PR for my show, and I'm very glad he got so annoyed about the rigged promo and issued two statements about it, because then everyone was talking about it. But the reality, as you've just seen, is it wasn't rigged. He did get annoyed, and it was mainly down to that doofus of a director of communications. Third, let's go to the infamous... Well, I think he's infamous. He's famous, naked cowboy in Times Square, New York. This is a big moment for me. Well, I'm the naked cowboy. I'm keeping it real for you. I'm the naked cowboy. You got to do what you got to do. I got a question for Pierce Morgan. As a big Trump supporter, do you think he's going to run again in 2024? You know, I think he is naked cowboy. And great to talk to you, finally. I think Donald Trump is planning to run again. And I think he senses blood with the Biden presidency. So watch this space. We'll debate that in a few minutes. Finally, let's cross over to Sky News Australia host Jenna Clark. G'day, Piers. Jenna Clark from the front page at Sky News in Australia. Absolutely cracking first episode of Piers Morgan Uncensored. Look, you've had 15 sit-down interviews with Donald Trump. Will there be a 16th? I'm desperate to know more. Very good question. I've actually had a lot more than that because I've also done print interviews and other types of interviews. I hope so. I love interviewing Donald Trump. He makes global headlines with everything he says. And they're normally pretty good uh, fun between us. This one got a bit acrimonious, but there's time, I think, for healing. Time is always a healer. If you want to share your thoughts with me and become officially uncensored, well, DM me your video on Twitter at Piers Uncensored, or you can send it to Piers Morgan Uncensored on Facebook and Instagram. 
Now, when I talk about the world losing its mind, take a look at this. This is Trevor Jacob. He's a former Olympic snowboarder who filmed this terrifying video of abandoning his plane mid-flight after an engine failure. As you can see, it's all pretty terrifying. And he had a miraculous escape. And then you discover that the whole thing was a deliberate act. This guy is a YouTuber who deliberately crashed his plane to get attention and likes. What has the world come to? Complete and utter lunacy. So the big question, I guess, from uh, my, my big interview with Donald Trump, will he run again for president in 2024? I posed that question to him a few times, and he was reluctant to answer, but then he said this. Well, you know, for reasons of campaign finance and everything, I'm not allowed to say, but let me just say this. I think a lot of people are going to be very happy. So you won't I, I love our country. Our country is going to hell. I think a lot of people are going to be very happy. So you're going to run? I'm not going to say that, but I think people are going to be happy. You might even be happy. I don't know if I'd be happy or not. I can't make my mind up, really. Um, but we've got two people here. I suspect we'll have a different view of what decision would make them happy. So I'm joined now by the Fox Nation host, Tommy Lahren, and the author and self-proclaimed Moe Marxist, Grace Blakely. Welcome to both of you. Grace, let me start with you. Would it make you happy if Donald Trump was to run again in 2024? Well, regardless of whether or not it would make me happy, it seems as though that's what he's gearing up to do. My question is, what is he going to run on? Last time, he managed, managed to build some you know, vaguely popular support by promising to drain the swamp. Right. He then um, was in office. He dished out millions to big corporations in his tax cuts. He deregulated the finance sector, which had caused the financial crisis that had left so many Americans in poverty and out of their homes. Who is going to believe this? The only option he has is to do what he did in your interview, is to just step up the culture wars, try and convince people that their material interests don't matter, that inflation, that what's going on with the economy with skyrocketing corporate profits and billionaire profits while people go starving, that that doesn't matter, that all that matters is, uh, you know, this culture war um, silliness around trans uh, bathrooms and sports and all these different sorts of things that are aimed to distract us from the fact that the people running these countries do not care about the vast majority of their citizens. OK, I think we'll take that as an unhappy camper if Trump was to run again. Tommy Lahren, I presume you would be a little happier. You're a big Trump fan, I know. Well, listen, what we just heard there was gaslighting 101. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. When you talk about how well our country did under the Trump administration and how poorly it's doing now, I mean, you don't have to talk about culture wars. You don't have to talk about right versus left. You just look at the statistics and you look how well our country was performing under President Trump. I'll tell you this. I'm not sure if he's going to run. My personal uh, feelings of this is that it should be Ron DeSantis. I think that if you have a Ron DeSantis, then you don't have to listen to the drivel of the January 6th and the big personality of Donald Trump, we can get right back to business having an America first candidate like Donald Trump. But I'll tell you this, my rescue chihuahua would be a better choice than what we have in office right now and anybody that sits on that Democrat bench. So whether I mean, it's Ron I mean, Tommy, that Donald is a... Trump, I'm going to be tickled pink. Right. I mean, look, for those who don't know Ron DeSantis, he's the governor of Florida. He's proving very popular. He's involved in what Grace would categorize as a culture war at the moment with Disney. I would argue Disney started that war themselves. But Grace... You know, you're obviously horrified by the thought of Trump or even trump light, as some people think DeSantis is. But here's the truth. What uh, Tommy just said about Joe Biden 
is indisputable. His presidency is turning into a complete disaster. And you, on the left, surely have to accept, unless he gets his act together, whoever wins a Republican nomination is highly likely to win the... Yeah, because the system is broken. The money in American politics is corrupting the entire system. Look at this senator, Joe Manchin, right, that has um, stood in the way of so much progressive legislation being passed. He is literally in the pockets of the big fossil fuel companies. And you can say this, but, you know, lobbying in the Capitol is this horrendous thing that distorts American politics and prevents Democrats... That doesn't change the fact... Yeah, that, but, was yeah, why, yes, okay. that was why Trump did so well, but right. he didn't do anything about it. But he doesn't he did help... nothing about it. Right, but the Democrats have to find someone that could win an election. And whether it's Trump or DeSantis, whoever it may be, at the moment, that train, the Democrat train, is crashing into the sidings. You have to admit that. Yeah, I mean, there is clearly an absence of leadership, right? And I think part of the reason that there's an absence of leadership is because of this, like, swamp-like state of Washington. Like, you know, people who really are standing up and fighting for the rights of ordinary people, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, people like Bernie Sanders, they are just destroyed and eviscerated by a media, by an entire establishment that exists to oh, make come us... On. they dish it That up. exists to put Alexandra us in a where we have to choose right, between someone out. like Biden and time someone out, like Grace. Trump. Look, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, she dishes it out like anybody I've ever seen up there. So it's not a one-way ticket. Tommy, I want to move just quickly on, talk about leadership, to Elon Musk and his purchase of Twitter, which is causing a lot of headlines this week. One of the big questions he may face is about Twitter's apparent censorship of people like Donald Trump, uh, where they allow Vladimir Putin, Taliban leaders, Supreme Leader of Iran to all have accounts, but they've actually banned a recently departed president of the United States. I find that inconsistency ridiculous. I'm not even sure Trump would want to go back, given he's got his own platform now. But what do you think about Musk? What do you think about Twitter? What do you think about what should be happening here? Oh, I am cautiously optimistic. This is the shakeup that needed to happen. Elon Musk coming in to Twitter was like Donald Trump coming into the political sphere, and I think it's going to be fantastic. It remains to be seen if he really is going to restore free speech. But we're talking about censorship. It's easy to see those that have been deplatformed, but I want to go a little deeper. My request for Elon Musk is this. Let's expose all of the algorithms, all of the censorship, all of the shadow banning that has gone on, not just for political leaders like Donald Trump, but for all the average, ordinary, everyday Americans and people around the world, especially on the conservative side, who have been censored and shadow banned by those algorithms. I say expose it all so we know how the narrative has been messed with and we know how to correct it for the future. Okay. I say, Elon, that is your goal on day one of walking into that place. Let's expose Twitter. Tommy, uh, I agree with you. Boys, I didn't think I'd be saying this evening, but there we are. Miracles can happen. Uh, great to talk to you. Grace, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Coming, coming on next on Piers Morgan Uncensored, uh, right here in the studio, under this. It's my worst nightmare. Meet lovers, prepare to weep. That's next. Talk Radio. Bish Bosh Berserk. Lively debate. Now with zero percent drift and dither. Always read the label. A roadmap for the future of debate. Talk Radio. Welcome back. I regret to inform you the vegans are at it again. Yeah, we've had vegan sausage rolls, plant-based burgers, fishless salmon, 
And now one company's taking it a step further, and I have a bone to pick with them, because they're selling fake chicken that now includes bones. That's vegan bones. Thank you, Tim. Here they are, vegan boned chicken wings, which are made of sugar. Now, they claim to be changing the definition of boneless for the better. The jackfruit wings are described as the hero product, apparently, we're all wanting. But why on earth would non-meaters want to be reminded of the carcass of a dead animal? The last time I checked chicken wings, they were real chicken with real bones. It's almost like vegans are craving real meat. Well, I'll say so tomorrow, in her most revealing interview, Sharon Osbourne lifts the lid on her year of torment in the eye of the storm after defending me over the Meghan Markle debacle. She was forced off her TV show, accused of being racist, and she got death threats. But now she's back. I never thought in my wildest dreams that my career after 50 years would have ended that way. I must have cried for three months. Never stop crying. Some of the comments that were coming through on my social media were so horrific about cutting my throat, my husband's, even the dogs. They wanted to kill my dogs. And then they started on Aussie. And I just thought, this, this is just insanity. Did I want my legacy for my family to be, oh, well, your nana was on television, but everybody said she was racist, so she never went on television again. And that kind of ate me up. Uh, Sharon Osbourne exclusive tomorrow night, and I can reveal, just now confirmed, the world heavyweight boxing champion Tyson Fury will be here as well. World exclusive on Piers Morgan Uncensored. That's it for tonight. Remember... Keep it uncensored. Good night. Honest Talk. Street Talk. Kyle Talk. Talk Radio. Jeremy Kyle. Only on Talk Radio. Get the full service and parts experience with essential debate. I'm not sure the world will ever be the same again, will it? Big name guests and a truckload of topical emissions. I don't think that anybody could have been prepared for this. Jeremy Kyle. Tomorrow afternoon from four. Are you joking? On Talk Radio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.